Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at how transportation has changed with the reopening of the parks, and we discuss which Disney methods of transportation we'd feel uncomfortable on right now and which ones we think are probably pretty okay. You can find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. And if you're looking to plan a vacation, Joe can be your travel agent and no charge to you. Email him to get started at josephchung at travelmation.net. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips to Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So the weird thing about this podcast is, you know, we originally set out to make it so that, you know, you could plan any of your Disney vacations using old episodes, even if they were from like a couple of years ago. We want it to be long lasting. But of course, like everything else in this world, the pandemic has thrown a little monkey wrench into that. You know, we had started doing our Disney Essentials episodes. A lot of those still are relevant but the reality of the matter is with the pandemic we need to kind of start a new series which is i guess we'll call it disney COVID essentials or i want to call it our co1 episodes our covid 101 episodes so leslie a lot of things have changed and the first thing that's changed a lot is kind of your transportation options on site so that's what we're going to talk about today Yes, definitely. Everything has changed at Walt Disney World. And for how long, we don't know. So we're hoping that this series doesn't get outdated too quickly. Or maybe we are hoping that this series gets outdated really quickly because it means maybe things are going back to normal more quickly. So yes, I'm not we're really very sure. Torn. We're very torn. <laughs> we don't know what we want. We don't know what we want. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're expecting that you know, things will stay the same, at least through the rest of 2020. I think that'll be enough for anyone planning their trips in 2020 or early 2021. Hopefully, this CO1 series will be useful and helpful to any of you planning your vacations. Before we get started, just want to give a quick shout out to one of our new Patreon subscribers, Nicole G. Uh, just thanks so much for supporting the podcast. If you're interested in doing that and getting some bonus content, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. All right, so let's get into it, Leslie. We are going to go through what all the different Disney transportation looks like right now and then talk about what our preferred method would be, which is driving your own car and what you kind of have to know about that. But, you know, let's start from the, I guess, 
worst quote-unquote Disney transportation to what we think is the best right now. So let's start off with what Disney transportation is not even open right now, Leslie? Well, I guess what's worst is what's closed. And the there are two things actually in the transportation system that are closed right now. One is trams to and from parking lots. So that kind of stinks. You got to walk a lot more. And the other one is minivans, which I love minivans. I mean, they're crazy expensive, but in a pinch when you really need like complete concierge service or you need a car seat for a young kid, the minivans were definitely clutch for us a couple of times. Yeah. So Uber and Lyft are operating as normal, but you just won't get that minivan service, which most importantly would drop you off straight at the Magic Kingdom. If you're Ubering or Lifting to the Magic Kingdom, you get dropped off the transportation and ticket center. You know, you can still use those. Those are obviously a good option to the other parks, but you know, not our preferred options. So what we're going to do with the open options is kind of work our way from options we feel least comfortable taking right now, or we prefer not to take, and then get to what we are most comfortable with. I'll take the first one, and it pains me to say this, but right now the monorail is probably the form of Disney transportation that I'm least comfortable getting on right now. They are doing social distancing. So, you know, basically it's one party per bench. So if you kind of think of the monorail, like each car has two doors entering into each car and then there's two benches in each door that you go in. So like four benches total per car and there's partitions between the benches. Like normally you can kind of talk across. However, still that's an enclosed space. And really the reason why I'm uncomfortable with the monorail is because I feel like that is the mode of transportation that you're most likely to get stuck on. That is not a situation that I feel comfortable with getting stuck on it, even with one only one other party in my cabin with me. What do you think, Leslie? Yeah, I agree, Joe. I love the monorail in normal times, but I definitely feel like the air in there is kind of stagnant and sticky. So that doesn't give me like a lot of great thoughts about like circulation and airflow and, you know, all of the things that we have been told are important when it comes to COVID transmission. So I'm with you too. I think I would skip the monorail right now. And it hasn't even been running from the TTC to Epcot. So it's not even as robust as it usually is. I mean, that obviously can change on a dime, but it doesn't seem like it like it's worth the risk to me. Yeah. And the other thing is, I feel like the monorail is going to be the least efficient load wise. Like there's no standing allowed. So if it's like only four parties per car and there's like six cars, it's only 24 parties. Like it's going to move very slowly. Uh, I'm not sure if it's six cars, but however many cars it is, like this is not going to load quickly. It already loaded slowly before, you know, I just don't think this is the ideal way to travel right now. And I would add, you know, of course, all the hotels are at lower capacity right now, but the NBA players are at the Grand Floridian. So they're kind of not in the mix when it comes to the monorail. And when that changes, it could be that there are additional guests that are on the monorail loop, making things sort of more crowded and having longer lines. So that's one to watch over the course of the fall as and into the winter as things change, because it could be even longer waits I, t- I could think about. Yeah, and it's not even like they can run more monorails because there's only a limited amount of track that they have. And, you know, you are probably already used to your monorail having to wait for the one in front uh, in the next station. So, you know, it's not going to get much better. Moving on, the next form of transportation, you know, that we'd feel more comfortable with is the bus, surprisingly. So what is Disney doing with the buses that is making things much more socially distanced than normal? 
Yeah, I was kind of worried about the buses, but Disney, of course, thought through all the details. And they have these sort of plexiglass or plastic dividers between different sections on the bus. And basically, the buses can kind of have six different parties of people aboard. And obviously, people's party sizes are different, but they aren't crowding you together all within one section with somebody from another party. So they're pretty distant. And, you know, I certainly didn't love the crowded standing room only buses of old at Walt Disney World. So this seems like a reasonable way to travel. Yeah, I mean, compared to the old bus situation, like many times have I been in a bus, it's crowded, and then there's people standing, but then my stroller is folded up in front of me. So I feel bad for like the people standing next to the stroller, or maybe I'm standing with the stroller in the aisle. And so it's just been really cramped and a very uncomfortable experience. So, you know, having six parties per bus, it's going to be a lot better. You know, there's definitely going to be room for everyone's strollers. And then with the bus, unlike with the monorail, like they can add buses, subtract buses due to supply and demand, like on the fly. So most of the reports coming out of Disney World right now are that the bus transportation is kind of the way to go if you're going to use Disney transportation. And, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with that. And the only reason why it doesn't come before our next one is because it's enclosed. However, a lot of the transportation vehicles in our next category are open air. So what's that, Leslie? So next up for us are the various boats of Walt Disney World. And there really are quite a few different types. So we have to kind of put our asterisk caveat here that not all boats are created equal at Walt Disney World, but quite a few of them are open air. And of course, while they're moving, there's plenty of airflow through them. So this is, a, I think, a safer option on balance than some of the buses. What do you think, Joe? Definitely. Let's get the bad boats out of the way first. Friendship boats, that's a no. That's totally enclosed. It was like super hot in there and stuffy even before COVID-19. You can imagine how much more anxiety inducing that would be if you're concerned about that during this current time. What they are doing on the friendship boats, though, is they're staggering rows. And so people have to sit every other row and it's only one party per row. So it's not as crowded, but sometimes like the AC isn't like totally functional in there and stuff like that. So I never loved the friendship boats. And, you know, in terms of boats, like friendship boats are not the way to go. There's also sometimes like ferries that run between like, say, Fort Wilderness and the Magic Kingdom. And those are enclosed boats as well. So, you know, I would feel a little bit iffy about those. Same situation, staggered rows, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I don't feel great about those. However, there are the water taxis. Those are open air Again, staggered rows. And then there's the ferry that runs between the TTC and the Magic Kingdom. And that's a lot more spacious, very open air. There's no kind of dead air in there. And then what are they doing for the social distancing on the ferries, Leslie? So they have dots on the ferries that each party is supposed to stand on. And no seating is my understanding. But yeah, so you're, you're very distant from other groups because you got to stand on the dot. Right. And they're only letting in 60 parties per boat. So, you know, my understanding is that in normal times, they carry up to 600 guests. Well, if you only have 60 parties, let's say they're all families of four, that's only at 240. So, you know, it's a lot less crowded than normal. And you know what, Leslie, you are supposed to stand on the dots, although I've seen they've gotten a little lax. And, you know, if your dot is near a bench, uh, you may be able to pop down on one of those. But either way, it's a short ride. It's open air. Uh, it's moving at a nice pace. So there's a good breeze. And, you know, there's only six eight parties on there. So, you know, I think the ferry boat from the TTC to Magic Kingdom really is the way to go. You know, we talked about in a previous episode how we'd probably prefer the bus from the TTC to the Magic Kingdom. But that's really in terms of time. You know, like I said, they're going to be running a lot of buses. So you probably 
use the least amount of time if you take a bus from TTC to Magic Kingdom. But if you're willing to wait and you take the ferry boat, I think that's going to be the most uh, social distance friendly option to the Magic Kingdom. Agreed. All right, Joe. Well, we should talk about our number one choice for Disney transportation right now. What is that? That is our number one choice for Disney transportation at all times, and that's the Skyliner. Now, the great thing about the Skyliner right now is that it is just one party per Skyliner, no matter what. So, you know, at this point, I feel like I've read enough studies. We understand enough that, like, I'm not too worried about surfaces. Of course, if you're worried, when you get on your Skyliner car, you can just wipe down the benches or whatever. But, you know, it's mostly about dead air and being in contact and proximity with other parties who may be sick. Well, if you're on the Skyliner and it's just one party per car, it's just you. So I think that's the way to go. It's your own private car. If you're worried about the air from the guests before you, just don't forget that, you know, they have those open vents. So like the air is flowing through there all the time. I even read reports that even right now where it's like 100 degrees out, as long as the Skyliner is moving, it doesn't feel too bad. So, you know, yes, there's a chance that you might get stuck on the Skyliner, although I really have not seen any reports of that since Disney reopened. But unlike the monorail, if you get stuck on the Skyliner, it's just you and your party. You know, you don't have to worry about strangers or people you don't know being there. So I really think the Skyliner is the way to go. What do you think, Leslie? Agreed. It's splendid isolation from other people breathing on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is definitely the choice that I would make. I mean, of course, it doesn't get you everywhere you need to go. So you should think about where you're going to stay if you want to make the Skyliner a primary form of transportation for where you're headed. It's been a great addition to Disney World generally, and it is even more clutch in COVID times because of just being able to separate you from other human beings. Definitely agree. Now, the best thing above all of these Disney options, I think, is driving your own car. Now, I started writing out a list of pros and cons of each of the Disney transportations, but really all the cons came down to one thing, and that is at park open and park close, all of these transportation options are flooded. And because of the social distancing, you know, the lines get longer and there's a lot more waiting. You know, it was already annoying to wait at park open or park close. But, you know, take the Skyliner, for example, like if you're taking it from Pop Century, you know, I saw pictures of like huge queues at Pop Century. People are not getting to Hollywood Studios in time for rope drop at 10 a.m. to get their Rise of the Resistance boarding groups if they're relying on the Skyliner. So all these Disney transportation options are not going to be able to come through at park opening and closing. So even if you don't worry about COVID-19 at all, I think renting a car is still the way to go. And then, of course, if you are worried about coronavirus-related issues, then renting your own car is going to ensure that you're not exposed to anybody else when you're getting to and from the parks at all times. Of course, if you're driving to Disney World, you know, you have your own car anyway, and that's the ideal way to go. You don't even have to worry about any germs from a rental car. But if you're flying in, renting a car is definitely going to be the option that's most uh, COVID friendly. Yeah, I agree. And we all know that I am not a rental car person. In fact, I don't think I've rented a car in my adult life going to Walt Disney World. Uh, we obviously drove there when I was a kid coming from Alabama, but... We, I haven't written since living in California and flying to Disney World. I always take Magical Express and Disney Transportation. But I would definitely err on the side of car rental. I mean, I think that's the safest option. You know, presumably no one's been in the car for several hours and you can air it out. You can Clorox wipe it down if you're worried about surfaces. And again, I'm not super worried about surfaces. So yeah, I would do that if I were going to Walt Disney World. But sadly, it doesn't look like I am right now. 
Yeah, let's uh, let's not talk about that sad stuff right now. Aww. So what you need to know about rental cars right now, though, of course, is don't forget that if you're staying on site at Disney hotels, you're going to have to pay a parking fee. It varies whether you're staying at value, moderate or deluxe. If you're staying off site, you're going to have to pay the Disney theme park parking fee unless you're an annual pass holder. But I still think on balance, you know, especially if you're worried, it's going to be worth uh, peace of mind. One note, they are only letting cars into the actual parking lots at certain times. The latest I saw was that they're only letting or they're only saying that they'll let people in 30 minutes before rope drop. So you might be waiting in your car a little bit if you're trying to rope drop. Although we've already said that right now with the low crowds, we probably would not be itching to rope drop, uh, especially depending on how the weather looks for a given day. And then when you get into the parking lot, they fill in every other space. So you don't even have to worry. Like when you get out of your car, you're not going to be right next to someone. And then they fill in the spaces later um, so that eventually all the spaces are filled. But in terms of when you're actually getting out of your car, you know, there's not going to be anyone like right on top of you when you get out. You know, those are kind of the main things to know about renting a car. And of course, you know, if you have not listened to our previous episode on magic kingdom the other thing to know is that if you're going to the magic kingdom you have to park at the transportation and ticketing center so you know you will have to take one of those disney transportation options to get to the magic kingdom but you know it's only at the magic kingdom at epcot hollywood studios and animal kingdom you know you can go straight from the parking lot into the park that's right so i guess the more risk averse should avoid the magic kingdom yes or alternatively, what you can do is you can still make a reservation to eat at the Contemporary, go eat breakfast there, and then go into the Magic Kingdom. That still works if uh, that's something that floats your boat. All right, Joe. So what do you have for us today for Disney do's and don't? All right. So on the rental car kick, I have a Disney don't. And that is, again, if you're renting a car because you're concerned about coronavirus and stuff like that, I would say don't rent from one of the off-airport rental car places. When you're renting a car from the airport, you can either rent from one of the many rental car companies that is actually at MCO, like at Orlando Airport, or there are some where you have to take a bus to go to an off-site parking lot to grab it. Now, those are going to be cheaper, but I would say that if you're concerned about getting sick and you want to avoid that as much as possible, just spend the extra money that you need to spend to rent from one of the places that's actually on site at MCO. Now, the main ones are all there, like Hertz, National, even Dollar, uh, Avis. They're all at MCO, but you know, make sure you check whether you're going to have to take a bus or not from the airport to get your rental car. And I think we used this Disney do or don't on another episode, but I'll just throw back out there that autoslash.com can get you the best rates. And you can tell that website that you don't want to take a shuttle to get your car. So uh, it can do all the hard work for you. Most definitely great tips. And I'm a huge fan of autoslash. And I have to suspect that rental car rates are probably super competitive at Orlando right now. Like everything. So that's our thoughts on transportation during COVID-19 right now at Disney World. Like we said, the main issue is going to be at opening and closing. So bear that in mind. If you've been to Disney World and we got something wrong about how transportation looks right now, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered.gmail.com or you can tweet at us at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or leave us a message on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll be doing more of these episodes to help you to plan your vacations if you're planning to go anytime soon. Other than that, Leslie, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I'll see you at the rental car desk in MCO. Thanks, Joe.